The FinTech 5 podcast is sponsored by NTT Data Services. NTT Data Services, a global business and IT innovator, partners with clients to navigate and simplify the modern complexities of business and technology, delivering the insight, solutions, and outcomes that matter most. Basically, they get stuff done. Learn more at nttdataservices.com. Frederick Douglass said, if there's no struggle, there's no progress. This is the FinTech 5, where we talk to those who are struggling to overturn the status quo, making real change, not playing innovation theater or FinTech hype machine. I'm Jason Henricks, and this is the FinTech 5. Great to have another grizzled FinTech veteran on the show. Crazy to think it was almost 10 years ago that Matt Harris of Bain Capital coined On Deck and Perk Street in his first class of the Finsurgents. Still one of my absolute favorite phrases. And it is great to actually be sitting down with uh, Noah Breslow to talk about the fact that alternative lending has changed dramatically. Now, when you joined FinTech and OnDeck almost 10 years ago, you didn't come with any financial service experience. That's a lot more common now, but at the time, that really made you a bit of a novelty. In fact, I'd argue over the entire length of the current wave of innovation, no one has as much experience in that transition as you. What are your lessons learned transitioning from pure tech to operating in a highly regulated environment? Uh, thanks for having me, Jason. And uh, it was definitely a strange transition for me coming from a pure technology background to on deck. I think I uh, said on the first day on the job 10 years ago, what does the word underwriting mean to our founder, Mitch Jacobs? And I think his face turned white <laughs> and he realized that he had brought someone in with really no background in lending. And so it's been both a blessing and a curse. I think from the blessing perspective, we made some technology choices that were edgy at the time for fintech uh, and, and particularly legacy financial services. So, you know, where we went on the CRM platform, we built our loan servicing platform from scratch because nothing off the shelf really worked for us. We built our front-end experience. And I think that um, I was able to make those choices because of my background in technology and my sense of where the industry was going. I think the curse part is, you know, we probably... um, went very heavily into certain areas of small business lending that uh, were, were based around our core thesis um, around uh, alternative uh, digital data, around looking at the business more than the consumer. But there were certain things we just missed about looking at the consumer, about looking at some legacy sources of data that it took actual lending veterans years later to turn us on to. And I think um, you know, if I could do it all over again, you know, just getting some of that expertise in a little bit earlier would have been helpful uh, as we built the business. That's a really interesting challenge. You have to choose which lessons to carry forward and which are actually the parts that you need to cut off and move away from. Now, in the same time frame, we saw an explosive change in the world of alternative lending. We moved from P2P to marketplace, individuals to institutions as the source of funds, from lenders to everyone's now a platform. Nothing puts a finer point on it, I think, than when you and I met way back in the day at LendIt. You know, the first time it was a couple handfuls of people to this last year was over 3,000 and everyone's like, and we're now a platform. Where do you see the space going? Yeah, I think it's been a remarkable industry cycle that we've all witnessed um, since that early lended and the scale up now of, of it to multiple thousands of people. Um, you know, I think we saw a classic stampede effect. You had the success of some of these early finsurgents, uh, you know, the lending clubs and on decks of the world. It attracted a ton of new entrants, a ton of venture capital into the space. Um, I talked to one VC who said he saw 50 small business lending business plans in a year. Um, you know, and I think now we're seeing the the other side of that, really the industry shakeout. And so I think there's going to be a couple players. This is a game of 
scale, you have to be at scale to run these businesses. And there's a lot of subscale players who are, you know, um, selling off their assets or, or not able to raise additional funding. Um, and I think that's, so there's that dynamic. And then there's another dynamic where bigger players are coming in, whether it's PayPal, whether it's Square, whether it's some banks like what we're doing with JP Morgan Chase. So I think that really is what's going to define the next phase. It's still going to be intense competition, but with fewer bigger players who are more sophisticated. Well, is there still room for the new entrance uh, around affinities, around you know niches that can't be served? Because the challenge of doing it at scale is it's really hard to pick up the, the very specific need, but then you also can't operate at scale. So where's the growth going to come from for the new entrance? Yeah, I think, you know, the new entrants who bring something to the party, whether it's a stable source of capital or a large established base of small business customers, I think they have a better chance of success. But if you're starting kind of with a de novo company kind of on day one, uh, I think it's very, very hard to catch up to these players that already have significant scale. All right. Rapid fire. Three questions. Give me your one line answer. Most overhyped part of fintech. So I think the most overhyped would be the value of esoteric data sources. So I think what we learned over the years is that, uh, you know, whether someone liked the chicken last night at a restaurant is not necessarily indicative of ultimate credit risk, whereas their true cash flow and business performance is. Um, we definitely love alternative data, but we found that um, <laughs> it can get a little bit too out of hand. Oh, man, if I hear one more time, oh, we're scraping social media data, and that's how we get out the fraudsters, as if the fraudsters haven't figured that out. All right, the most underrated part of fintech. Yeah, I think um, customer contact. I think there's a huge emphasis these days on how automated are you. And, um, and at OnDeck, many of our loan decisions are completely automated. But we've also found that for larger loans, for longer term credits, um, a little bit of interaction with the borrower, a little bit of review creates a stickiness in the relationship that actually um, yields better credit performance. What an interesting dichotomy again of some of the lessons from the old days being carried forward. All right, last one, biggest fintech pet peeve. Uh, I hate the word disruptive at this point. It has lost all meaning for me. I'm constantly asked, are you a disruptor? Are banks disrupting themselves? Uh, is Joey disrupting Mary over there? And, and the bottom line is, look, I think uh, what we are seeing is a cycle and a wave of innovation in fintech, which is very exciting, uh, but that label gets put around way too much. Oh, man. So no more disrupting in the cloud using blockchain and straight through processing. That is dead. Thank you so much for being on the show. Continue to enjoy watching the growth from OnDeck. Thanks for joining us, Noah.